0: Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat, a Chelsea FC fan podcast. On tonight's pod, a review of a frustrating Friday night at the bridge um, as Chelsea were held to a goalless draw against Fulham. We want to talk team selection, tactics and of course where we stand with Graham Potter at the moment. Our weekly temperature check on some standout players. And looking forward, hopefully optimistically, for our trip to the London Stadium next Saturday morning against West Ham. As always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and Brady. How's it going, boys?
1: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks. Just uh, still still mulling over and, uh, and getting over the disappointment of Friday night.
2: Yeah, I'm getting 20% better every day from Friday. Friday, I was not... Yeah, it's, not it's a slow ahead. progress. It's yeah, slow walking progress. Past, getting banter from the Fulham fans. I mean, I can take banter from the Man City fans because I come out right where the away fans are. To get banter from Fulham fans and Fulham fans have to sit there and
0: just—they're
1: big there. rivals, big big. Yeah,
0: rivals. They, they they seem to think we're really big rivals. We don't care. We are. Big nil, nil, it was a famous nil-nil. It was a famous nil-nil win for them by their celebrations at the We'll be big rivals, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, cool. Let's um, let's talk about Fulham. Obviously, we're all there on um, Friday night. Uh, I'm going to come to Craig in our, our new section. A view from the shed. Obviously, that's where our season tickets are. Uh, how do you see it going down on Friday, Craig?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the tactics from the game, I think Gary Neville in his post-match with Sky called it, it basic. And uh, although I wouldn't agree with everything Gary Neville says, I definitely would agree with that. I was left Friday night feeling very, very disappointed with, uh, with how it went, really. And, and just my issues with, with play overall were just Nothing's really changed. We we had two weeks um, to prepare for that game. And, you know, eight days before West Ham, it, it, this was a massive opportunity for for Potter and for the squad to, to really show their intent to the fans of, of what this post-window Chelsea will be like. And, yeah, just incredibly, incredibly disappointed. Like Brady said, it's getting better every day. Obviously, this is just what happens. You get more optimistic. I think before... <laughs> The game in the pub, we were <laughs> our predictions were four nil, four nil, and three nil between the three of us. Um, so that oh, just man. shows you how how the the lack of games can really feel really confidence. And then just the misery of of the post match on on Friday, yeah. And and tactically, you know, fullbacks not getting forward, huge gaps between the lines, trying to play out, expecting ba- Badia Shil and Silva to play these sort of intricate through balls into tiny spaces where Gallagher and Mount were so high up the pitch and they're surrounded by Fulham players. So even if they do get the ball through these tiny little gaps, you know, they've got to control it with, with loads of players around them. Um, finally, in the second half, we saw Kukurea invert a bit, which is, uh, I believe the first time we've seen that under Potter um, and, and sort of help out in the center of midfield. Cause we're massively overwhelmed in there. Enzo was sort of left on his own as a six with with Mount and Gallagher really, really high up the pitch. I know there's been some photos doing the rounds on Twitter about sort of what we look like from the, it looked like the East stand, sort of that centre of the pitch at times when Badia Shiel was in possession of the ball. Just horrible, horrible options for him. Um, and, you know, you don't see Potter on the sideline directing these players in, in terms of our build-up play and what we need to do. Um, and again, sort of two weeks to prepare for this game. Just, just seeing the the pressing and the intensity that I hope we'd start the game with first fifteen minutes um, that we've seen previously from this squad before under under previous managers. Even going back to Lampard, you know, you'd see that intensity in the first fifteen minutes of games that that I know gets the fans going and sort of creates the atmosphere in the ground apart from anything else. So, yeah, just overall incredibly, incredibly disappointed after Friday. Yeah,
0: and I think you know looking. Looking at how we're starting games is, is really important. We, we obviously spoke before the game at the pub around pressing and intensity. Looking at our goals that we scored in the first half, I think only 30% of our goals at home have come in the first half, which is uh, lower than last year. It was 43%. Um, we've failed to score at home in the first half in seven games. That's the same as the whole of last year and we've only That's played ridiculous. ten games.
2: I mean that, that is
0: insane. So you know, the it all comes back to like how we're preparing for the games, maybe under under Potter, that that motivation in the, the dressing room.
1: It's not it's not just the start of games though as well. It's it's sort of that frantic urgency that you need to win games like that at the end of games. I'm I'm perfectly can accept that in games or going into games, you have an idea of the, the tactics and how you're going to set up and look, Fulham played well and, and defended well and it didn't work. But what happens to the last 10 minutes of the game? Sort of a frantic urgency that we've seen from historically from Chelsea to, to score at the end of games and to win games we haven't played well, 1-0. Um, you know, that's not there at all. And you, it, you don't see it being translated from the manager and you don't see it on the pitch with with the players that we have, so it's not coming from the manager and it's not coming from the leaders on the pitch. You know, I think to be fair to to Potter as well. Before this is an issue that he's had at Brighton, where they were booed off. I think with a nil nil draw at home against I can't remember who it was, but they 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 were booed, and I remember him sort of having a puzzled look on his face, and he did the post match interview, and he sort of he said, you know, oh, we've made a lot of progress as Brighton. I think some fans forget where we are. It's like. I don't think he quite, he's a very calm, sort of reserved individual. He, he has a, obviously a, a big plan sort of outlook on life and a big plan outlook on, on what this club is going to be. But at the end of the day, when fans are there in the game, they want to feel that passion and intensity to win a game of football at the end, at the end of the game. And, and, you know, for me at least, that, that's not there. I don't know what you think, Brady, whether you feel the same. Well, when you've got
2: Tuchel running down the touchline and trying to fight with Conte, whether you believe in that or not, to Potter, it's just an, you know it's one extreme to the other, isn't it? I'm not saying I want Potter doing that. And just because someone jumps up and down on the sideline, even if it's just for an aesthetic value, like even if it doesn't really affect the game, the fans need to see something from Potter. It's Well, it's been six months now. And yeah, like there's just so many... And what it looks like to me is the players are trying to... That, I think they're positive on the Potter. They like him, but they're trying to force their sort of tactics that... They're not clear in what they're doing now. Obviously, that's because of the turnover of players. But he doesn't seem to have any sort of ethos or culture that he's tried to instill yet. It just looks very flat and stale. And yeah, him. we, we yeah.
1: we've had twenty-two games under him. We've played three-four-two-one seven times. We have played four-two-three-one seven times. Three-four-three 4, 3, twice. Four-three-three. 3, three times I get it. I think we will we'll call Friday night four three three. It was hard. We sort of played a hybrid formation and then sort of a couple other formations once. But the two main formations that I think he's focused on are the three four two one, which we played under Tuchel. We've played under Conte before and this new four two three one. And to be honest, I, I don't think we, we look very good in this 4-2-3-1. I think we've looked better as a team playing this 3-4-2-1. Um, I think the players are used to it. I think it suits our personnel really well. We, the problem being now is that I think we've bought players really for this four-two-three-one. And the more I watch it, the more I don't want to watch it, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, I, I guess mean,
2: there, are, there are external circumstances. I mean, Kai, Kai hit the post and Fafana missed an open goal at the end. So uh, a neutral look at it and go, like, we won on XG. I think the XG was like 1.5 to 0.8. So when you look at it, it should have been a 1 or 2 nil. But you can just tell that, like... These players, are, they're good players, and when you put them together, as a squad. And they sort of, it's a little bit like they did on the tutorial, they sort of bludgeon their way through games. But there's no fluency, there's no, and he had two weeks, like you said, like, you know, he's talked about washing machine of games before, and obviously, inferring that he couldn't tactically t- set the team up. There was no excuse for Friday. Well, Friday the excuses
1: had, are definitely running out, aren't they? Let's face
2: yeah, it. it. It had to be better Friday. And it wasn't. And the fa- the fans, well, I- I've noticed at Stanford Bridge recently, the fans are really trying to push the team. I think after the City game, I think we got a couple of injuries early when I went and they're really trying to get behind the team. They're yeah. really trying. They are, There's no. It's, I-, I know it was flat at Arsenal. It was very flat atmosphere. But there's not a flat atmosphere. He's even commented in the presses that the crowd are good. We're trying. I mean- yeah yeah
1: well, I think at home to arsenal there was literally nothing to cheer about at all I mean yeah, course, it is yeah. a, it is a dual process sometimes you know that the fans are responsible for getting the, the team going and and vice versa as well the team has to put that energy and intensity and and you know chances in the game to really get the crowd going sometimes as well so it works both ways for sure
0: Do we do we look at the do we look at the game on Friday and take any positives from it
1: Yeah I mean I, I think the positives for me are Enzo uh, mm-hmm. making his debut. We can, I think we can see the quality that he has. Um, well, just quickly,
0: quickly speaking about Enzo, six tackles and two interceptions from him, four blocks. That's the most in all the all three categories of any of the players on the pitch. So, I played, a,
2: played a beautiful spread to Reece James as well, like sixty-yard crossfield pass. Love that. It's great. But there wasn't yeah,
1: uh, I, I sort of alluded to that last week in in the pod, didn't I? That we were going to see. Some switches of play from him and mm-hmm. some some long range passing that I think yeah we hadn't seen for a long time before from our centre mids so um, yeah that that was nice to see that added for sure and uh, the other positive I guess we will we'll give is Maduka I thought looked quite lively um, I mean it's a minor positive but he, he looked I guess lively
0: I guess um, the good thing about Madukai is he when he ha- when he had the ball he We're working the that
2: pronunciation out. aren't we. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But he wasn't looking to make a pass. He was looking to make a run, which was quite no, different yeah, he... from what we've seen before. He was, he, was, he was trying to cut inside and open the game up a bit more, which obviously that's something that... he runs into space, he doesn't pass into it. Yeah, so... right. And that's important, yeah. I think, to, to push his further up the pitch quicker. Um... And he can, he can go both ways. I don't know if you like this. Mm. I'm,
2: I'm not sure if it's 2 footed, but he can go either way. He can either cut inside and kind of do a sort of semicircle through into the centre of, of the pitch or just go down the line. So he's, yeah, I'm, I'm. I was really happy when he came on, and um, I think he did well. For, he's only twenty, right? So very raw, like Craig has alluded to before. But I'm excited about him, and um, yeah. With I mean, obviously we've got to talk about ZH as well. I mean, the decision to play Ziyech, I guess, was a bit of a political one, but that pretty much backfired. I mean, he did okay. He didn't play very well, but. I know why
1: Potter. He had one of his worst games, I think. He, yeah. he, I know he why Potter played
2: him. him, I get it, because I've actually heard a little bit about Matt Law from Matt Law on the pod, podcast he did that, you know, he basically, it was a bit of a mess up from Chelsea. I don't think it was anything um, malicious involved, but it was just literally like, I think an attachment wasn't applied to an email or something, if you can believe that. But, like, you'd be fuming if you were EH. So, he was never going to play well, but, like, so, you know, there's some issues, like there's some things that Potter's got to deal with, but you can't see Ziyech sign again soon after that performance, to be honest so. No. Maybe, maybe Maduweke gets a start or we put Sterling on the on the right or something. But yeah, that's the. I can't see Hakim really starting many two games in the near future for us.
1: Sure. I mean, scoring goals is just a huge, huge issue for us um, and has been for a while, to be fair. We yeah. scored 15 goals in 17 games domestically. I mean, yeah. as as Chelsea, that's obviously you know, horrific. And and you look back at the the goals we've scored as well. Um, you know, the Havertz goal against Palace, that was the last goal we scored. So we've had back-to-back nil-nils. Um, and then, you know, you're looking back at Koulibaly against Fulham. That was a set-piece goal. We didn't score against City in either game, which was the two games before that. The Sterling goal against Forest was yeah, just... The, that was a, a gift. That was a, a fluke. A deflected goal, yeah, exactly. It was a complete fluke um, in the... And, you know, look back at all these games against Newcastle, City, Arsenal. We didn't score in any of those games. Brighton away, you know, we scored when we were 3-0 down. It's some sort of consolation header from Havertz. I mean, we're not creating chances from open play in games. And it's so, so concerning to watch. Um, And it needs to change. The one positive I will
2: say, I mean, the goals I'll I'll allude to a little bit um, when we talk about Potter a bit later, but... The one positive for me, like there's some really interesting stats about the defence. We've actually kept eight clean, uh, clean sheets this season, which is really surprising. I think we've kept um, seven in 15 league games under Potter. So that yeah. is actually one, I mean, that is actually a big improvement from Tuchel, because I think Tuchel only kept one clean sheet in six. So the defence is getting better, and we've pretty much got a lockback back for at the moment of obviously Reese, uh, Shield, Silva...
1: Chillwell's going to come in for, yeah, I mean Kukure. I was going to
2: say either Kukurea or Chillwell. And, yeah. and then and then Kepper, so like and then obviously Enzo at the base. so we've got like a sort of we've joked about the spine before, but like there's some sort yeah. of like there's some sort of base back six that we can maybe work with, but the the other five that's the issue. it's the free attackers and the and the eights where you know it's absolutely appalling at the moment, let's be honest that the, there's not enough goals, not enough creation, just awful,
0: yeah, and we haven't got the. Kep and Mendy debate to have, really, because obviously Mendy's out. So Yeah, I'm Kep not sure
2: what's going of... on, Mendy. He just seems to... What happened in a while? Did he just... Oh, he... Was... So there was
1: an update on him, I think, that he fractured his finger in training. So he's going to be out for, for two months, I think, or at least six weeks, which is one of the reasons why um, Bamiang was dropped and not Bettinelli, I guess, from the, the Champions League squad, if they were considering that, was that... that I yeah.
2: think uh, we might... Not seeing many more games than Mendy for Chelsea, but that can be another discussion. But yeah. Kepper seen Kepa, I mean yeah, he's got three three clean sheets in a row. He made another couple of good saves. He doesn't seem to be making as many errors. He's better in the air, so I'm I'm happy with Kepper at the moment in goals, to be
1: honest. It
0: was a it was a game of cameos to a certain extent. On Friday we saw the return of Reese James, Ben Chilwell. We saw we saw a half of Mudric. Um, Sterling returned, Maduki we got to see. Um, so and obviously Enzo we've got to see but a player we haven't really seen much of who, who came into the fold was Datro Fafana, who, who came on towards the end of the game and gave us 16 minutes what, what do we think about his cameo on Friday?
2: I mean he has a presence he gets about which is more you can say for Havertz right at the moment I mean he gets about and he ruffles feathers he looks extremely raw but I mean he I mean I know he kind of bluffed the open goal or scuffed it but he showed great composure before that and I'm I'm happy with him, especially as a sub. He can come on and affect games. Um, he looks quite strong for his stature and very raw. But I mean, a lot of our team is going to be raw because of the the profile player they're playing, right? They're, they're buying. Sorry, like we're not going to have experience. Like these players are going to have to build their experience at Chelsea. If you buy a 23 year old and under, we're not going to have the finished article. So I'd rather if they're going to go for this approach, you might as well just. You know, quote unquote play the kids, like you know what I mean, just because that's our squad profile now. So I was I was happy with him and I'd definitely like to see him get him some more minutes against West Ham.
1: Absolutely. I I thought he he did more in twenty minutes than Kai Havertz has done in three games. That's what I would say. <laughs> um lively a yeah. handful, showed some pace, nice touch, thought he did nothing wrong for the the goal he missed. Yeah, good was good defending. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he went round the defend. He was composed enough to not just shoot. That was yeah. the first shot. Was definitely getting blocked by the defender sliding in. So he cut inside. He thought he could nip it in near post, and and the guy made a really good block. Um, he had a really good game for them. I thought Ream. Um, yeah. For for Fulham, I thought both their centre backs were excellent actually. But um, but yeah, I uh, I think he won't start him on Sunday actually I said this before I said that he wouldn't start Ishil after he had a really good game and he, he did drop Kukare, uh, uh, Koulibaly oh. to be fair so uh, maybe he will start him on, on Saturday against West Ham but I personally don't see it but I do believe that he deserves to start and not just because of that 20 minutes but because Kai Havertz has been very very poor
0: yeah I mean if we look at some, a good couple of stats um, that you might enjoy from the game. Um, obviously, Fafana was on for 16 minutes. He managed three take-ons and two successful ones. I mean, that's that's quite impressive for 16 minutes, considering Havertz had um, one attempt in um, in 90 minutes. So,
1: I haven't um, seen Kai kind of Havertz beat, beat a player in about 19 months. So,
0: <laughs> well, this is it, and I think this is this is what we want to see. We want to see people who want to who want to be a bit unpredictable, which I think is a key word. That um, um, we might want to try and utilize a bit more because I think predictable football is something that we've definitely got used to, and it was maybe in keeping with the performance on Friday.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think the word you're looking for is flair. Flares mm. right now with some, some flair, I think. Yeah, Maduke, Fafana were adding some, some nice pieces on that. Um, Mad- Maduke had the same stats.
0: Well. Yeah, he had three attempts and two successful pickups I mean, as well. I was showing Craig the
2: YouTube clip before the game in the pub but, um, and he said he'd seen it, but I'm, I'm really excited about Maneweke. I mean, I think he's really exciting and yeah, I can just, I don't know, just my gut tells me that he's going to be one of the signings. I think him and Gusta, I'm really ha- I was really happy with. So he's, um, he's
1: five more successful take-ons away from us learning how to say his name properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got three different versions, haven't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Not, I think we could just stick with Nonny. I think that's probably non not <laughs> nonny, nonny safest nonny. bet. Um, yeah, let's let's talk. Um, let's talk about Potter. Obviously, we've we've talked about the team, how they're playing, but let's concentrate on on Graham Potter and and should he should he be under pressure, Brady? Where do you see Potter at the moment? I mean, I think if you ask me this on
2: Friday night outside the game it would have got a bit AFTV to be honest because I was not happy after the game I think I think we were all in a pub before and we were like Craig alluded to it that we're just really excited about the game we all thought that this was it right this is a turning point and it was a real chance for Potter to show, to show his worth and it was just the same it was even worse than before and I think if you look at Potter from a macro sense which we can do now he's been here for six months the points per game in the premiership are 1.33 in the last 12 games we have won in the premiership we've won two and he's p- p- points per game is 0.9 i mean that's like ridiculous that's worse than like much worse than pochettino was at the end of his Tottenham career if you looked at these stats just from a sort of if an alien came down from mars and said right look to those stats and you explained it to him he'd be saying like this is terrible but like he, he's under no pressure so it's like i'm not saying he should be under pressure but any other, pressure, any other manager in the world would be under pressure the way we're playing and the way we're performing. So It's a confusing one. I get giving him time. I get the, you know, the culture project, the long-term thing. But at the moment, we are awful. And I can't remember us being as bad, especially in the, Abr- in the Abramovich era. I can't remember being as bad. So e- even with the, the season before when we slapped Mourinho, that, 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 that season was hitting, We knew that somebody else was coming in. We're this bad under a manager who is supposed to be here for a long time. So it's... It's a it's a confusing one to mentally handle because you, you're supposed to be really moaning and you know lambasting the manager at the moment, but it's almost like we're not allowed to because oh well he's here he's here anyway so just shut up. So I am not happy with Potter at the moment in the sense that if you look at what we are at the moment, it's just not good. So yeah, I'm not sure what you boys think, but that's kind of where I'm at with it.
1: But what do you think, Chris? I, I know that you're uh, you know you're a fan of him when he's hired and and you believe believe in him as a manager. What do you think so far, five months in into the job? I think everything before the
0: World Cup was a bit of a mess. Um, it wasn't very impressive. It wasn't very good. It really wasn't very ideal for him um, just because of the way that the sacking happened. Massive influx of games and obviously then we, we got hit with so many injuries. Um, Post-World Cup, I'd say... The performances have been better, generally. Um, I think it would be good to see some of the new signings play. Um, That's going to be key for him to win over the fans because, obviously, these are the people that they've brought in as a a unit, you'd like to think, to to play the way that he wants to play. So next week against West Ham, we should see the full catalogue of what he's trying to do because everyone's theoretically available, potentially apart from midfield. I mean, um, who, else, who else is available?
2: Good. other than Felix, though. Didn't we have the whole team available on Friday?
1: Who's available? They're,
0: all, they're all coming back from in, well, injury, basically. We're
1: Fofana, Faf- Kovacic, okay. Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, okay.
2: okay, yeah. if, if they're fit for West Ham, sure.
0: Fine. But I think, I mean, th- there are some positives here. It's difficult to see it, I- I'd say, because it's easy to get caught up in what's happened before. I think if we look at, Post obviously the Man City game, the FA Cup one was a bit of a write off in the end. Um The Man City,
1: all the four thousand fans like... that, that went up there, yeah, that yeah was a write off.
0: Yeah, sure. Even that sure. game, it, 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 almost, it almost like he threw that
2: game. Like team, it, it was, like, he did throw it a little bit. The, the team like, he played, it. he threw that game, and then wasn't yeah, he threw he... it
1: because we had Fulham next game in the in the yeah. league four four days later, and we had to win it, and we lost two one.
2: Wait, okay, obviously Phoenix got sent off, so that may be. Like, if Felix doesn't get sent off in that game, we draw or win it. So it looks as bad. But it, it looked bad, that. It looked bad. That he, he basically, we'd already lost to City. And by the mm. way, when we played City at home at Stamford Bridge, I mean, City are having a moment a I mean, I don't know if like Pep knew about these things that have come out today about the financial regulations, but there's been a Cancelo fallout. When City came to the bridge, they weren't themselves. And if we were on tune or on form, we would have beat them. And even when the kids came on, like Carney and that, we had a good go at them. It was it, we could have had a go at them in the FA Cup. We didn't. Absolutely. He, he and just, I think you he, just, say just, he just about rolled four. over, and then we got beat by Fulham anyway. You can't just Chelsea you are, have a habit of getting to the FA Cup late stage every year. And then we got if we beat City, like for instance, you know, Southampton beat City recently in the in the Carabao Cup. They're not like invincibles, you know, they can be beaten especially in the moment, and we just rolled over, he played Humphreys and whatever, so it's like
0: Yeah, my, my, it. position, my position on Potter is, I'll give him to the end of February, which is pretty much what I said originally, see how we're playing at that point when we've got people back and we've got some new signings in January, and this is kind of, this is it really, I think he's got till, well, I think Tottenham got, has, If we look at the next fixtures, time. we've
2: got, he's got West Ham Southampton at home, Spurs Leeds at home, Leicester away Dortmund. Hey,
0: Dortmund as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm just going for the league first. Okay, Dortmund interjecting that, um, right. and then uh, Everton at home. That's a good run of fixtures. So that's next, six,
1: I, I think Dortmund's eight. actually the the most important fixture, both home and away. Obviously, the the first leg of that. I, I, I think if you get knocked out of the all the cup competitions before March, you know you're starting to really, really, yeah, put a lot of pressure on yourself because not only is is it incredibly disappointing, it's incredibly boring. So we're only playing once a week. <laughs> you know. That's it yeah. for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, obviously we've been incredibly fortunate in our lifetimes to watch Chelsea play basically from January to May every three or four days. That, that's what we watch. We watch us play late stage cup competitions, you know, competitive Premier League games. We're 10th in the, t- ninth in the league, sorry, actually, yes. and, and mm. out the FA Cup, out the League Cup. And if we're out the Champions League as well, I mean, yeah, you've got to say it's been the worst it it would be the worst season in our lifetimes for, for sure um in terms of expectation going into the season and then what's what's developed i think the, the word for me on potter that the one word i would say is disappointed that that is what i've been so far um had high expectations it's a very very unique situation with uh, with potter where don't think there's many situations in in football or in business, in in whatever you want. I don't really like comparing football to business; it's not the same thing. But where where someone leaves in a leadership role, and someone comes in that is consensus worse than that person, yeah. I think that already creates a very unique and rare situation where you know the, the players know it as well. You know, no one before. Tuchel was sacked if you were sitting there ranking managers would you say Graham Potter is a better manager than Thomas Tuchel so already you're sort of you're sacking someone and bringing in a worse manager that's what that's just the facts of the matter and I think even as the players when you've got a respect for someone and they certainly had respect for for Tuchel when someone comes in they have to earn your respect but almost as a, a diminished character to, to what Tuchel was so it's a very very strange situation it, it doesn't help that that was the case um and yeah I
2: mean a lot of people say like for me I, I mean i we all were but I was a massive Tuchel head I mean I love Tuchel I was really upset when he got sacked but and people say you know, sometimes what you've got to move on but it's difficult to move on when like it's like a relationship like it's almost like breaking up with someone it's like oh but there was nothing wrong sort of thing it's, it's difficult to get over like the fans loved him and he was sacked and he was, sacked yeah. for a, he was sacked for a cultural reason. I get why he was sacked. I'm sure he ruffled... Yeah. Sure, I, I mean, a lot of people say he sacked himself, whatever you want to believe. We, don't, we won't know the full extent of it. But he wasn't sacked because we lost, you know, five games in a row or, like, you know, he he, he, he annoyed the fans or anything like that. It's, it's a really strange culture. And unfortunately for Potter, i said this for a long time, it means that he will have less time with the fans. And Bowley, and, I mean... I think Bowley are going to do what Arsenal did. It's going to, they're just going to hold on and hold on and hold on until it gets untenable. But it's, if, yeah. Chelsea keep, if Chelsea keep playing like this and, you know, we get done by Dortmund or whatever, or it's going to get, to, I mean, I don't know if toxic, but it's going to get very, very uncomfortable for Bowley because I'm not sure if he understands how football works. Like, if the fans are booing every week, it's very difficult to keep a manager on. So it's, he needs a big uptick, Potter, and he needs to just come a bit of a rallying back and cool, like I know that like this is a difficult situation but well, I'm here now and that sort of thing you don't get that what you get from him is very placid and professional and and you know he's a nice guy and he's a he's got a master's degree he's got a master's in you know, emotional intelligence things like that. that's great we need a bit of fire right now and because we, the season is a complete write-off at the moment so. absolutely
1: yeah and I think that the players need a, a bit of fire and and like I said earlier if it's not going to come from within them the leaders within them obviously you know historically Chelsea have had great leaders in their squad I don't see him right now I think Tiago Silva is a great leader doesn't speak any English yeah you know Enzo Fernandez looks like you know a great leader doesn't know any players doesn't speak any English Reese James great leader potentially not playing yeah him and I will
2: probably be good leaders in three four years if what I think they'll still be the club especially Reese. but like exactly they're sort of just like a well this is what it is sort of thing like you know
1: so if it's not coming if it's not coming from the players it has to come from the manager and and from what i'm watching obviously i was, was chatting to chris and my dad on on uh, friday night just looking at potter in the last 10 minutes you know it's not what i want to see from a manager in terms of I, I have the urgency and the and the intent in the stands to want us to really be desperate to win the game you want to see that translated to the players on the pitch and you can't do it from your seat he can do it from his and he's not doing it. And, and that is the frustrating element of, of watching that. And, and like you say, fair enough, that's his personality and, and whatever. You know, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Yeah, I agree.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll see where we, uh, we end up. Obviously, um, it's, it's going to be a, be yeah, a long time. to we, we
2: won't get 50 points this year. I mean, that's. I'm, I'm imagining someone told you to start a season we won't get 50 points. They'd be like,
0: "Yeah, I think the difference. I think the difference between that and now is obviously there's potentially going to be about nine first team changes from from the team that was playing before. So there is a case to, to be made of. Oh no, of course we could, uh, we could see a massive upturn. I want to, in, to caveat. Obviously,
2: there's been external,
0: um,
2: a lot of circumstances around the club. Like obviously, he's had a lot to deal with. But he just says mm. weird things. He said, like before at the World Cup, he was like, "Oh, there's a washing machine of games. It was Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. That's what Chelsea is. Sometimes you're not a Brighton anymore.
1: You don't sometimes, get... all the time.
2: Yeah, you, you don't get a week to prepare with Brighton or that like ten days. It's Carabao Cup. It's, if we're in that, we're in. You know, last year we got to like we had a world. We went to the World Cup and won it. look at what two you had to deal with. Like
1: you have if, to. If you if you get two weeks to prepare, you better look better than you did on Friday night yeah. as well.
2: And uh, that's that's why Friday. Don't get me wrong; like, it's a bit weird because, like, with Potter, I sort of like made my bed of it, and you know, we've got him now. But I don't know. Friday reignited something in me. It's like, come on, like that had to be better. Like, there's been other performances where, like, you know, even Arsenal at home and Newcastle away, the the, the squad was like, uh, it was bare. There was no one. We're playing Loftus Heath, Kairi et etc. There was like, but on Friday with Enzo coming in, there was such a buzz around the stadium, and it, they just killed it with the performance. And yeah, it just got. He has to have a. I'm not saying I want him sacked or anything like that. I'm not going to be reactionary, but he has to have an uptick soon. I mean, he exactly.
1: Has to- yeah, I think it's important to emphasise. Obviously, a lot of criticism in this podcast so far. You know, I, I don't want Graham Potter to be sacked. I'm not calling for him to be sacked, but it is important to also emphasise the, the incredible disappointment of his of his five months so far. That yeah. is for sure. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, let's 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 move on from from Potter. Let's talk about. Some of the players again. Um, we're going to come to the temperature check section. Um, this section of our pub where we take a, a temperature check on some standout players, um, from as low as freezing cold to as high as boiling hot. I hope you got. Uh, Can we get players selection? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> let's um, let's have a let's have, right Brady. I'll come to you first. Who have you got? Who's can you, put, can you put the manager
2: in the freezer? I'm only joking.
0: Um, <laughs> right.
2: Uh, I think in the
0: freezer, you put him
2: in before. I think you've got, to, I, I put, um, put Abba in at Bamiyan. I mean, he's left out of the, European,
1: the Champions League squad. I don't, I don't think you can put a in the freezer. He doesn't even play for us anymore. Yeah, he? but
2: he's, 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 he's in there, isn't he? Like,
1: poor guy. He's got left out of the Champions League squad. Well, that's why he's in the he's freezer. Been, not been, not even...
2: That's why he's in the freezer. He's been frozen out, no? Like, he's,
0: he's in, in uh, Milan, <laughs> isn't he?
2: He's been frozen out. I mean, I, I,
0: he's not had a chance.
1: This guy Kai Havertz. I'm going to
2: change it. Okay. In terms of form for freezing, I'm going to put Mason Mount because Mason Mount has not been performing recently. I don't know whether it's uh, too many games. I think there's an issue with the contract. I mean, I think they're haggling for money. He hasn't been good for a while. So I don't want to put him in there. And if it was the, you know, what we did before with the chili, it's probably more chili fridge thing. But if I'm going to put someone here, if you object to Abra, I'll put Mace because. He needs to up the performances and he needs to be better. And I think he knows that. I don't think he'd deny that. So I'm going to put Mason there. And warming up nicely is, a uh, oh, let's see if we say it, Maduweke. I don't know if I say that right here. I thought we had... <laughs> so thought we're, we're going like... with Nonny. We're going with
0: Nonny.
2: Nonny, Nonny, Nonny. Nonny's, Nonny's yeah. warming up. Um... He had a really... I was really, really happy with his second-half performance. I was glad he came on. I was calling him to come come on during the game, and he did. Um, I don't think he necessarily changed the game, but he definitely... You could tell when he came on that the Fulham defenders and midfield have something else to think about. A lot less predictable. A bit raw. um, Gets the fans on their feet. So I was really happy with that, and I'm looking forward to seeing him more. And... Boiling hot this week is is Enzo. I put Enzo in there. I thought he had a really good performance, especially in the first half. I think to you know it must have been really stressful month, month for him you know like with um all the back and forth obviously he kind of like basically said his goodbyes to Benfica a month ago and then the, the deal didn't go through that's got to be a really difficult situation I thought he played really well and I think I'm really hoping that it'll be not not I'm not gonna say worth the money but a really good acquisition for us over the next few years so I'll put uh, Enzo in boiling hot nice okay
0: um because some good selections there I think I'm um, uh, in, in terms of in terms of where i've put mine freezing cold in the freezer mason mouse mason mount um he's yeah. i don't know what he's in put put the freezer
1: what... i don't need to do my bit on him in the freezer either do i <laughs> I, I, I was out really in the freezer what... as well
0: for you craig
1: <laughs> of he's in the freezer you <laughs> put four <laughs> over in the freezer yeah. can't believe it I'll tell you
2: what. <laughs> yeah. Gallagher's got a with one as well. I don't know. He keeps. I think he's a nice little, nice little lad, smiling away. Gallagher's not far from the freezer either. He's a nice uh-huh. looking looking at the shop, looking at the uh, looking around the shop. He's near the freezers, Gallagher. But yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, look, Mason Mount. I thought he was really disappointing again. He just doesn't seem to contribute much to the games. Um, <laughs> I rarely remember where he is half the time. He was at one point. He was just standing next to Havertz. Which was very bizarre. But him and Kai yeah. seem to
2: be really good friends. They don't. They just seem to hold hands during games. They just. I <laughs> think they seem to like each other and have a little chat and just like. Yeah. Just,
1: yeah. yeah what, what I will say about Mace is, just just in quickly. I mean, he he's obviously he's in my freezer as well. But I, I just he's he's having just a moment right now where he's, he's trying so hard. He Can't mm. get in the game. He he can't. He's trying to force things. Switches of play. You know he missed a couple of through balls again on 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 Friday. I just feel like he's not seeing things as well as he can. Um it's just a it's a poor moment, and he he's been our player of the season bats bat seasons. Um, I love Mason Mount. I think he's a he's a great player. Um, but yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's badly, badly off form. We always joke and... about
2: credit. Like, Mace has got so much credit in the bank, so like, we're always putting him in the freezer, like tongue in cheek, almost. But we think he'll come good. But he is, I agree. It's, bad, it's,
1: it's time for him to hit the bench. I think on on yeah, a Saturday. I,
0: I agree. I think uh, I think he could do with a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks out, and let uh, let Felix in. Um, warming up for me, um, the new the new boy, Enzo. He's not quite boiling hot for me just yet. Um, but a really good performance, battling, good tackling, which is super I'm important.
1: In the, your boiling hot going to be.
0: who <laughs> <gonna play. laughs> else can you know, it be is going be? Silver, i Silver. We here, we here we go. So look, Enzo, look, great range of passes, and it looks like he can keep up with the tempo of the game in the Premier League, which I always think is a really good sign uh, of a player coming into the team from from a different league. He's, you know, he was doing like one-two touch, really, really good. Um, he wasn't wavering on the ball. You know, he, he made his decisions almost before he got the ball. Good awareness. It so as we've well, got,
2: a good tackle. It was very physical.
0: I thought it's was pretty physical. Yeah, yeah. But I think we've got... He, he reminds me a little bit of Martinez from United, like that kind of spirit yeah, about yeah, agree, him. Yeah. So yeah. And I think he's in a good position on the pitch. Like, I think this is a really good pickup for us. Um, I think he'll get better um, as well once he gets a good partner next to him. Um, <laughs> um, boiling hot for me... Three clean sheets in a row. I've, I don't think we've conceded with him on the pitch. Baddy Ashila. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's absolutely on fire, isn't he? Uh, he, he made some fantastic uh, interceptions in the game on Friday again. I just think he's, he's great. I, yeah, he's I really good. think he's settled into that position. Him and Silver, it's, it's working. It's, you know, three clean sheets in a row for us. Long, long may it continue. And yeah, I, think I, I really think this the is bodies. the beginning of something good. I think Bali
2: needs to look for some Airbnb's in Napoli, to be honest. I think he's on his way back, Bali. I can't see if I can tell. Well,
0: I, I worry about Fafana. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was thinking that as well. I mean, Fafana, you've, you've got to kind of play him back in for injury. It's going to be tough with the way they play. So it's kind of a good problem we've created. But, um, and, yeah. then, and obviously, you've got, I mean, my favourite, uh, Mr. Chalaba. I mean, Chalaba, you know, he's been playing well and he got, he, dropped, he got dropped. So Trev's a consideration as well for Potter, I'm sure. So, yeah, for Koulibaly mm. and Fafana, it's looking a bit iffy.
0: Well, yeah, lots of, you know, we can't have too can't have too much of a good thing, but the defense
1: is looking like a, a real positive, which which I think is always a good base to start from. For
0: yeah, any absolutely. Team,
1: so. And uh, it's funny you should talk about that because that is what this section is going to be for me. In the freezer is the attack. That is Zeke, Hakim Zeke, Mason Mount, Mikhailo Mudrick, nineteen touches in the first half. Very very disappointing. Obviously, we find out after the game that he he's been really ill this week um and didn't even make it past 45 minutes um and Kai Havertz. so those those four incredibly disappointing they're in the freezer that's in the the
0: in the freezer and
1: and three of the four won't be playing on on Saturday that's my my hope anyway um in the yeah. in the in the warming up section I'm going the center mids even though Gallagher didn't have a great game Enzo warming up um, and and you know I think that element of the of the of the structure I think under Potter is going to improve as as players come back with Kovacic, um, Kante maybe a month off as well, and uh, Loftus Cheek. Uh, Can I just
0: say that I thought Gallagher when he had. Um, Nonni and Fafana who were a lot more lively with their movement. I thought Gallagher looked a lot better because he was able to make quicker decisions. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah,
1: players running in behind as well. It was him yeah. that actually played the through ball to Fafana for his chance where he rounded the goalie. Yeah. Um, and also Gallagher had a shot at the end of the game um, near the he end of the scored, game. I think, which, at at yeah, time, he yeah. should have definitely got but be- got better contact on. He kind of sort of semi-scuffed the the yeah. shot. So yeah, I-, I thought Gallagher in the last twenty minutes of the game was actually yeah, lively. So I- I'll I'll put the midfield in my warming up section and and the boiling hot is the the defense yeah, yeah. three clean sheets in a row silver and baddish shield's partnership especially i think is is something to build on like you alluded to in your boiling hot chris baddish has been been great for us most touches in the game for us 124 touches him and silver uh, silver at 120 um those are the two top touches of the ball for I mean, us we and, have uh, the joint
2: third best defensive record in terms of conceding goals in the league and we're ninth i
1: mean we can yeah. say-
2: we have the same amount of goals as City.
0: I mean, there's a reason the attack's in the freezer, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: not coming out. There's a padlock on it at the moment. They're going to have to get a sledgehammer to get out this lot. i tell you. <laughs>
1: We'll um, see him sat on the bench on the London Stadium with little ice cubes around them on, uh, on Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, it's not going to be a
2: warm bench. We, we we need to put some ice on the bench for the sitting there so they really feel the cold, yeah. you know. They don't want these under heating the benches for them. They don't deserve it at the moment. You know?
0: well, well, let's talk about uh, the trip to, to West Ham on Saturday morning, 12.30 mm-hmm. kick-off. Um, it's, uh, it's a game we've um, struggled in. Yeah. Uh, one win in our last five visits to the London Stadium. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> one of the positives I did look from the from the stats is we're averaging eighteen shots over those five games and six shots on target. So plenty of opportunity to to find ways through um, against the hammers. Like uh, I think we've we've probably been quite unlucky to, to to not win some of those. I know last the last time we visited, some very bizarre goals um, went in our net. Um,
2: oh, yeah. Was it? Um, what's his name? Uh, it's the
1: left, it was the left back or the left M- winger wasn't it M-
2: um, Mendy just sort of to a bit of a he shot palmed too. it in yeah
1: But well, from that Everton been... game when was the last time West Ham won a game in the league yeah Everton I don't Everton even even home. remember them winning yeah
0: that
1: was last week or, or, or a couple of weeks ago it was
2: right, El, was el- Sakekite was wasn't it for Lampard and Moore if they were ever lost it was going to get sacked apparently and like, <laughs> Lampard lost so that was that
0: they beat let's have a look Bournemouth at home 2 0. And that was back in uh, on the 24th of October, which is uh, <laughs> well timed because uh, we haven't had an away win since the 16th of October.
1: Zero, <laughs> dear. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, although
0: we did, I thought we played, I mean, shame we, we didn't beat uh, Fulham. I thought we played quite well in that. Actually, quite an anomaly in the data at Fulham game. We, we did play reasonably well. I mean, I thought um, we played
2: well in our game, but apparently Fulham do, apparently, Fulham give up the most chances in the league XGI wise. So, I mean, yeah. You could see that with high line,
0: yeah.
2: So we we didn't
0: quite work out the high line, and Potter couldn't quite work that one out, but. Anyway. But we we've <laughs> got um, <laughs> we've got we've got the return of Felix. How how do we think this one's going to play out, Craig? What, what do you think,
1: uh, West Ham? Uh, I I'm I've been hurt by Friday um, so I'm I'm no longer handing out three nil um predi- pred- predictions. Well, you um, Not to us. I, I think <laughs> I think we'll we'll, we'll scrape by on on saturday i can't see it being a very good game quite often these early kickoffs on saturdays are sort of dead games nil nils one nils um where the energy isn't there i don't see who's providing the energy for us either i don't i think west ham would be happy with nil nil um in the game as well Moyes will set up i don't think we'll see a team that play against us like fulham played against us and um, that's for sure. I don't think they'll be pressing as high. I, I, I used to think that that suits us when teams press as high like Fulham. Um, you know, that's sort of playing into our hands. I, I no longer think that. I, I wonder if West Ham sitting back actually suits us a little bit better because I, I don't see us really getting countered that easily. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing JL Felix at 10. I think, you know, we're going to see that for sure. Um, I would like to see us, um, if we're going to stick with this four-two-three-one. Yeah, play. um Felix, Sterling, uh, Mudrick and Fafana. That would be my four um, to start up top. Whether we see that or not, I don't know. And I'm just hoping, hoping that, that Kova's back to partner Enzo because that is something that um, after I have my coffee on, on Saturday morning and see the teams come out at 11, 11.30, that is something that would excite me greatly if I see Cova and, and uh, Enzo as a as a pair in yeah. that double pivot. So, yeah
0: brady
2: what do you think i mean i'm looking no i'm not looking forward to it i mean i i think it'll be nil nil or one nil to West Ham. personally i, I mean i I probably was over optimistic last week and i'm being over pessimistic the way it goes but i i have real i don't have much belief in this team at the moment to be completely honest and okay i'm happy felix is coming in but felix is not our player i mean he'll be gone in three three four months apparently the maybe if Simeone leaves they just kind of they signed a the contract for Athletic already so Felix is great but he's a short term option so I think he'll be good but look I don't know like we were better against Fulham but they give up a lot of chances I think it'll be a bit of a turgid game I don't think it'll be particularly enjoyable and I think it'll be a gritty game and I'm not sure our players have the grit at the moment and the belief and still win the squad to dig those results out it looks like a sort of you dig it out one 2 nil sort of thing does this team have the steel and belief to do that I'm not sure I think if I think we're in a state at the moment. If we concede early, we could capitulate. So we're not conceding much at the moment, which is great. I mean, we looked to Liverpool and thought, oh, that was a good result. When you look at it now, we should have beat them. And Liverpool are in complete crisis. Like we, and we, that was probably the most positive result recently. So obviously we beat Palace at home, but yeah, I don't have much faith. We, if there's talk of Fafana starting, I can't see. it. I think they've kind of made their bed with Kai. I think I think it's going to play Kai to death. To be honest, I think. He runs the channels, he presses. It's the same way teacher liked him. I think in the stats, people like him because he presses well and he's you know, in that he's good in that sense. So I think it'll be probably I'm not sure Felix, him and um and Sterling, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it line up. But I I'm not saying I'll take a point. I think we can win the game, but I don't really have uh, much hope. And the early kickoffs are always a nightmare, and West Ham's a tough place to go. So for me, nil nil, something like that.
0: Nice. Well, I th- yeah, maybe Havertz is more suited with someone like Felix um, next to him. They seem totally they, they good. They
2: did link up pretty well in the yeah. Fridham game, I remember.
0: So, <laughs> I saw, saw Havertz. The key to unlocking Havertz. We've said it before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we might, just, yeah. We, might just, we might just we might just give up on him maybe at this point, um, and get someone I mean, else. We, to have the go. That, but he's our top scorer, so it's like I mean, I'm not. I'm not that doesn't mean him. anything.
2: Right. I'm, I'm not yeah. defending the guy, but like if you take his goals out of the team, we have no goals. So like, yeah, if
1: you take if you put someone in his <laughs> position and gets his minutes, they'll get more goals. That's yeah,
2: no, I, like I know it. that, but like, who do we have to put in there? I mean, well, for Farner at this point. Surely, has got to give it's in. mean, it's a bit, it's a D. bit D. Ha- yeah. hazard at the moment. It's a little bit like we spent 600 million and you're throwing a 20-year-old 10 million player up front. Like well, he's,
0: yeah, I mean, that's what he's been signed for, right? He's brought in for a reason.
2: Been, he's been linked to
1: going out alone and we want him to start. I mean, those links It just always goes back to such a shame for Amando Broja, who I thought had a real job to really push this season. And, yeah, and feature in a lot of games, and I, and I really like Amanda Bridge. That's really a really astute people...
2: and fantastic point, actually. Like that is true. This is a Brozier game, like a kind of you got to go up against the line. You got to de- be physical with their defenders. So yeah, we really miss Amanda at the moment. So yeah, it kind
1: and, of. And I'm I'm glad for the kid as well because I think he had a great chance to cement himself as a Chelsea. But I'm sure he's disappointed as well. Um, but yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's going to be a, a tricky game. I, I fancy our chances to uh, to I think with with Reese back, Chile maybe coming back, maybe another midfielder. I don't know the situation with Zakaria and, and Kovacic.
2: I think Zakaria um, is close. I think so. Yeah,
0: and then obviously I think we'll have a rejuvenated attack. I think obviously we start with Ziyech, Mount Gallagher, um, Havertz, and a very ill Mudrik. We'll see yeah, if I mean, Mujic's... obviously, yeah,
2: that's one thing to talk about, like, I don't know what happened with Mudrick, but once Mudrick's been on the ibuprofen or whatever, like, once he gets over the cold, then, I mean, we were, re- we were really excited about, Mudrick was the guy, right, on Friday, like, Mudrick, we are really looking forward to seeing him, and you could tell there was something up, maybe, I thought he was carrying an injury, but then, yeah. so if he comes in 100%, then maybe the whole attack the whole attack changes, so we'll, we'll hang our hat on that, but... In these well, I think also
0: th- with with Noni on the other side. Like, I th- I thought we were a little bit more dangerous with Noni and Fafana on. Obviously, Mudric went off, but if we have those three on and Felix, I feel like we're we're just so much more dangerous than than a Z Havertz Mount and half a Mudric. Like it's just it just makes sense to me that we would be a lot more threatening and Reese James with minutes and yeah. Enzo with minutes and Chili with minutes.
2: I'll, I'll repeat what Craig said last week. I mean, hopefully we get a del- sort of delayed reaction. We need a fast start. We need to start seeing something. I can't be bothered mm. if it's like 45 minutes where the game just drift by it. And we just generate right. like 0. 0. 0.6 XG with like loads of fast chances. It's boring. Fair enough, just go for it. Like just play like Liverpool used to. Just hammer, hammer and tongs first 20 minutes, then call cool off. Because we should have the energy to do it, right? They're all young. So like, I don't see why we're playing this sort of I mean, I don't know. We need to see Potter's defined style is what I'm trying to say. We don't know. we play like, playing a formation now, but we need to start seeing it. Reese hopefully, will play nearer to 90 minutes. Kuka Ray has been better recently. Obviously, I criticised him in other pods, but he's been a bit better. And it's so, there's no reason why we can't beat Ham 3-0. If you look at the teams, we should beat them 3-0. But whether we can do that and whether... They're, they're the when was up- the last time we that? won
1: an away game 3-0 in the Premier League? We beat beat Palace at home way 4-0 last year, didn't we? Was that last year or year before?
0: Was it away from home?
1: Yeah, when was the last time we we beat a team um, 3-0 away from home in the Premier League? By three goals or just 3-0
2: exactly?
1: Uh, I guess either. We can score four goals as well, I guess.
0: Uh, It's a long one.
1: I think they had a player sent off quite early in the game. This team <laughs> for a very bad tackle on Matej Kovacic. Oh, is it Leeds? Leeds away, yeah. Leeds 11th away. of May last year. Uh, we did
2: Southampton 6 0 last year.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We, we had some good. big wins away from home last year. Yeah, we were really good away from
0: home last year. It was the home form that, that kind of killed us I
1: off. we away 3 0. That's when we were top of the league. Yeah, Sean Dyche's Burnley in the bin four 0 as well, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: That's
1: yeah. a... That actually feels like so long ago when we beat Burnley four 0 Do you remember I mean... Habert scored two? Jay Reese got a goal as well. Got the assist for Kai for the header as well. Playing really well. I mean, I, I've actually, actually been watching
2: like I've been watching like a movie soundtrack in the background like um highlights of our title wins the last few days that's what i've been doing recently like eating ice cream and crying you know you <laughs> seeing like Havertz banging in the corner and costa you just like crying with agony like oh my god <laughs> so, so I, this team i mean they i'll be honest i know it's a bit dramatic, they broke my heart a little bit on friday i thought i thought you know lo- hopefully there's a delay reaction and we can get some points but i know you guys are talking about dortmund i just think in the
0: league we need to see
2: something. So yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, cool. Well, let's see what we can do. Uh, it's going to be a long wait as there's no midweek game. So. Um, but that's all we've got time for today. Um, regardless of the result, we'll be back next week. <laughs> um, for more updates on all things ESCR, you can follow us on Twitter at Chelsea. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening.